Hi, Rod Roark. Welcome back to Roark Knows Podcast, helping you become a better you, a younger you, and maybe a longer you, because we're excited to have with us today Doris Day. She's an associate professor of dermatology and so much more. She's really a, an amazing holistic dermatologist. I mean, she's phenomenal. So Doris, welcome. And Thanks for having me on. I'm so happy to be on with you again. That's great. It's great to have you. And I will tell you, I must say, you know, look at look at her. She's beautiful, and she's only 35. But I must say, <laughs> Doris, you know, you know, you and I talk a lot at various meetings, and we got talking about anti-aging medications and and meds, and it was an epiphany about some of the things that you said to me and that you've been doing for a long time. So, so let's just dive in. So, so anti-aging medications. So, you think we can um, we can uh, enhance our longevity in the in the years oh. to come? For sure, I, I believe that we can. I'm I'm very lucky in that my my father was a physician and he would be in his hundreds now and he had a great philosophy. He always said, and I and when I was young I thought this was so silly, but as I got older I understood it better. But he always said we should all die young at an old age. And <laughs> Love that. he. Uh, it was it's such a smart line and he really did live that he was very into nutrition and he thought of food as medicine he always said exercise and food are two completely different things you don't exercise to lose weight you eat food in a proper way for weight and health and you exercise for health but he didn't ever say that you could replace one with the other in any way and he always exercised till till he died really he was 91 and was perfectly healthy um, when he passed. He just, he got hit by a car of all things. So, um, so the thing is though, that he really had a great philosophy about longevity and studied supplements and nutrition. And I always thought of myself as his youngest apprentice. I mean, when we were in the car and people would do like car games looking at license plates, we used to do the circulatory system from when I was like five years old. So really? I kind of grew up with medicine. We'd go to the store, buy fish, and then he would dissect it and tell me about all the different organs before we, you know, scaled it and cooked it. But we had a lot of fun studying medicine together and um, and he really got me into the idea of understanding supplements as supplements, meaning that you have a healthy diet, you do these other things and supplements helped along with that. So I've been open to the idea since I was very young and I've really been studying longevity for about 15 to 20 years. And about, I guess, 10 to 15 years ago, I was doing the medical news headlines for the, our local Channel 5 News here and they sent me a story talking about this anti-aging pill that cost pennies. And it was a story about metformin, metformin, which is a drug that's generic. It's not expensive. And it's used for type 2 diabetes. And we also use it for things like polycystic ovarian syndrome and some other things where there might be increased insulin resistance. But when you look at uh, aging and what increases aging, we know that inflammation is a big component of it. And that does tie into insulin and insulin resistance as well. So the more I studied metformin, the more I realized that this was a really interesting medication that even if you don't have type 2, type 2 diabetes, it might help longevity. And the more I studied it, the more I thought, well, I, I mean, there's no reason not to take it. It really has very little, little right. in the way of side effects. About 15 to 20% of people can get GI upset. In most cases, it goes away if you still take it. Some people just can't take it, and that's fine. It's not for everybody. So we were at Cosmetic Boot Camp, this meeting that is one of the best meetings of the year that I know you're uh, one of the, the founders of or one of the, the 
program directors of, and um, and we were talking about this, right. and some other doctors were talking about it as well, and and so I started taking it about 10 to 15 years ago, and and was taking it for a long time. So I when I talked about it, and then I did a little post on my Instagram about it. Oh my God, it got picked up by everybody. I'm still getting Google alerts of it being picked really? up by newspapers that I am like claiming that it's the be-all, end-all panacea, which I kind of said tongue-in-cheek at the end of the show. But I was just, the thing about it is that there is no panacea, right? Right. There is nothing that is going to make it so that you automatically, there's no magic pill, in other words. And and actually, I've since switched from metformin to a different medication. So as I learn, as I grow and push out of my comfort zone and continue to study, I have learned that metformin is great for a lot of people who are not very physically active and who uh, and who may have some insulin pre-insulin resistance issues because it does a lot of great things. But there's another medicine that is quite good. So there's a medicine called rapamycin. Have you heard of that medicine yes, by any I chance? Yes, I have. Uh, yes. Okay, so rapamycin is typically used for people who've had kidney transplants to prevent kidney transplant rejection, right? That sounds like a really serious thing. Right. But there's a lot of studies that show that rapamycin taken once a week has a great effect on longevity without side effects. One now, dose, again, one dose by mouth, one dose? Five milligrams. So it's they come in two milligram pills and one milligram pill. So you have to take two, two, and one, one. Um, and again, I go to a functional medicine doctor, so I measure what my body does with these medications. I'm not just taking things and saying, I'm going to live longer. I actually measure my white blood cell function, and they've actually gone down to functioning like a 30-year-old, and I'm 61. So it's made a huge difference for me, but I'm doing this in a very controlled way for my body, and every body is different. But rapamycin is now being studied for longevity. And there was a mouse study that looked at rapamycin and this other medicine, which is the one I switched to from, instead of metformin, called acarbose. And acarbose is also used for type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's what I'm looking at. When I tell people stories about what I'm taking or what I do, it's based on the knowledge that we have. And it's not saying that people should just go out and do this, but it is something to find a physician who knows how to monitor your health and see what's good for you. And you do that along with diet and exercise to help yourself have that health span, not just longevity, but health span. Like I mentioned, my dad was walking eight to nine miles a day into his 90s because he had a great health span. And when you look at people who live longer naturally, what you find is they die of the same functional decline as everyone else, but they get it much later. Right. So when you're functionally active and you take care of yourself, that health span means that you'll have less joint aches, less heart disease, less dementia, less of these other problems because aging in many ways is pathologic. It's a functional decline. And the whole idea of what um, rapamycin does, it's a really interesting process. So it blocks this thing called mTOR, which is mammalian targeted rapamycin. So if you think about what that does, if you had a pot of water and you want it to heat it because you want the warm water, okay? You turn yeah. on the fire, you heat up the pot, you take your warm water, and that's fine. But the pot is still on the fire, and the fire doesn't go off. It keeps heating up the water. Right. And eventually, the water boils up, and the pot starts to deteriorate. 
That's what happens with our bodies. We were designed to sort of live for a while, propagate, raise the kids, and then die. But we're not dying so fast anymore. Right. We're living longer, but our body is still going through that same process of development where it needs to slow that down or stop it. So when you take something like rapamycin, you're slowing down that process of development to the point where you're not heating up that pot so much and it's not the water won't boil off as fast and it's not going to start deteriorating that's how you could think of what rapamycin might be helping with or if you thought about it like you had an old house you're not going to call in an electrician or a plumber and think your whole house is going to be renewed you're going to call in a general contractor yep that's what rapamycin is it's like a general contractor it seems to rejuvenate your immune system and other organ systems and they're still trying to figure out which systems it affects more than others. But we know that there's a really great article, I think it's from 2015, that showed that rapamycin rejuvenated the immune system. They did a study in Australia, but they also did a mouse study where they took young mice that were healthy, put them into two groups. One group, they gave the influenza vaccine, the other group didn't get it. Then all the mice got lethal doses of influenza, the mice that got the vaccine all lived. The mice that didn't died. Then they took older mice, gave them the influenza vaccine, gave them a lethal dose of influenza. Only 30% lived, meaning that an older mouse, their immune system is older. Even if you give them the influenza vaccine, a lot of them are still going to die. Right. They gave those mice rapamycin, and then they gave them the influenza vaccine, and then they gave them influenza. 100% lived. Wow. So. They, what is it? Mm -hmm. What does it act? Does it act as an auto autogeny or, or uh, 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 autophagy of, of the cells, or what does it do? So they're figuring out a lot of it, but most of what it does is it blocks something called mTOR complex one yep. and eventually mTOR complex two, and those complexes, if those that have a lot of downstream effects that affect your immune system that affect other organ systems and help rejuvenate them so it works really like that general contractor that is going to bring in all these different systems to help your other right. organs rejuvenate so you but you were on metformin for a long time and that actually stabilizes mitochondria does it not i mean it, it's a very general yeah. But so, that's it. That's the thing about metformin. While it does many good things, it's not necessarily great for mitochondria. And if you're a weightlifter or a bodybuilder, it can affect building muscle. But most people are not that. So it has a small effect on muscle. Um, potentially, if you're lifting very heavy weights and trying to build a lot of muscle. So one thing people would do is like not take it on a day that they're doing a heavy workout right. or um, and and that seems to be a thing. But most people are not that active that they have to worry about its effect on building muscle. So you st but you stopped it. Well, how long ago did you stop? it? I stopped it only about a month ago because when I, I learned more about a carbose because I, I try to read everything in the literature. I'm always listening to uh, a lot of the functional medicine doctors who are doing the research themselves. So the thing I was talking about rapamycin is from listening to the people who did the work on rapamycin talk about their research and about reading their research. That article that looked at mixing a carbose with rapamycin in mice actually did show an improvement of longevity and a carbose works differently than metformin does but they're both for type 2 diabetes and a carbose doesn't have that same effect on muscle or on mitochondria so that's why i switched over but 
you know, it's always learning, always growing, always developing. Yep. When patients ask me when I do something like PRP, they go, am I going to have to do this forever? And I go, well, until I come up with something better. So <laughs> as we come up with better, then we go to better. Right. So so what's your dose of rab rab rabamycin? What do, you, what do you do? Five milligrams once a week. Once a week. And then what about M&M? M and M, uh, M &M and, uh, you know, that's Sinclair. I take those. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah, so NMN and um, and nicomides are uh, precursors of NAD, right. which is very important for ATP, for energy production, for mitochondria. So I take something called N-acetylcysteine, which is a precursor of glutathione, which right. is also about energy. And I take NMN, um, and I, so I take two different versions of it that are precursors of NAD because they seem to have the best uh, conversion to NAD. And those are good to take first thing in the morning because that's when you, you need that energy and when it works best. And that's the other thing is that there is a circadian rhythm to this. So even the time of day when you take things makes a difference. And that's something else that I've been studying is when is the best time to take certain things? When is the best time to exercise? Now. If you don't take it at all, or you take it, it's better to take it than not taking it at all, right? So right. when you want to get into the nuance, then you can go, okay, well, I'm taking it. Now I'm going to try to figure out the best time. That helps. And, you know, I walk to work every day in the morning. It's a two and a half mile walk. I walk home every day. And as I walk to work, the sun is coming up. I get morning light on my eyes. I intermittent fast, so I stop eating at about one o'clock in the afternoon on most days. Um, so I intermittent fast for about 18 hours a day, and I try to work out behind that screen is my Peloton. <laughs> so, and then I try to do some weights, but it's, it's a matter of not just saying I'm gonna take a pill, it's saying I'm going to challenge myself physically, mentally, and then I'm gonna look at these other things that will enhance that, not replace it. No, I agree. So that NMN and then Resveratrol, you ever, you take that? You ever take that? I take something called Resveracert, Res which is Resveratrol with the sirtuins. Okay. And it's interesting because I measure my um, my oxidation, my, um, my, you can actually measure how right. your body handles this, and that level is high. So it actually seems to work for me. That's great. So what else do you do? But I've been doing that for about 15 years. So I take something else called TA65, which is telomerase, which helps keep your telomeres longer. And, um, and I think there's good data on that. But, you know, these are supplements. The rapamycin and the, the acarbos are prescription. So off-label, but they're prescription. These other ones, the TA65, the NMN, the N-acetylcysteine, I do hormone replacement because I'm in my 60s. And those things, and the TA65, those are supplements. So the data around a supplement is going to be less rigorous than the data for an FDA trial. And the thing about NMN is the source really does matter. You yeah. don't want to take NMN that's not well done. They're, the one I take is by a company called Elysium. I'm not related to them, although I should be because I talk about them enough. But it's a, <laughs> I think that's the best company in terms of knowing that you're getting it well made. And then, of course, Omega-3s, which there's one called Lovaza that is a prescription, Omega. And the only reason they made a prescription is because they want people to take it, and some people will take prescription, but I think that's a well-sourced one, and they keep it refrigerated so it doesn't get rancid. Right. That's good. Magnesium's good. D3 I take that at bedtime. Yep, Magnesium here. glycinate. 
Right, glycinate's good, good for the heart and the brain. And then, of course, uh, D3, yep, and D3, 5,000 units. I took that. D3 with vitamin K, because vitamin D helps with calcium absorption, but vitamin K helps push the calcium into bones. So I think when you take vitamin D, it's good to add vitamin K. You're supposed to make vitamin K in your gut, but we don't know if the gut's doing what it's supposed to, so adding vitamin K is often helpful. Good. So what else do you take? Do you take vitamin C? I take two grams a day. Um, I take it sometimes when I, my husband is good about vitamin C, so he'll throw me some once in a while, I'll take it. <laughs> um, I take zinc piconolate, yep. just 50 milligrams, yep. um, because it's better absorbed. Um, trying to think of what else is on my desk. That's it. Okay. I think that's about, and DHEA, because I don't take testosterone, but DHEA is a precursor, Good. so I take that. And it's safe, very safe. Yep, yeah. that's great. No, it's great. I'd love it. This is fascinating. I mean, that's phenomenal, Doris. I mean, you look great. I mean, I think you've got Thank good you. genes. You've got good genetics, you know, and... Uh, you know, I really don't, actually. When I was when I was younger, my dad would always say, never go in the sun, and that's because <laughs> he was the youngest of 10, and his older sisters, who were 10, 15 years older than him, they were so wrinkled, they were like Sharpays, and my dad was a good observer, and he saw that the sun was making them wrinkled, So, and I have a very slow snap, so I know that my skin, if my dad didn't protect me when I was young, and if I didn't do what I'm doing now, we don't we actually don't age well in my family so i have no. to work really hard at it well whatever you're doing it's fantastic <laughs> but doris it's a f incredible pleasure i learned so much i mean it's amazing and uh i i'm on about a third of what you just said but i'm going to get on most of it so and you see okay. a functional uh doctor right that helps you with that yeah that's an absolutely awesome, that's awesome so all right Wise words from an incredibly wise woman and a phenomenal dermatologist from New York City. Doris, always a pleasure having you uh, on the on the podcast, and I look forward to having you back. Take care. Have a Thanks great so have a great week. Be back. Bye bye.